Geek Shock. Geek Shock. Oh, shit! Get your towels ready, it's about to go down! Everybody in the place hit the fucking deck! But stay on your motherfucking toes! We running this, let's go! I'm on a boat! Yes, maybe. I don't know. It doesn't matter. Are we recording? I hope we're recording. Oh, the mystery of it. Ah, yes. It'll depend on uh, so many factors. I almost said kid in full uh, kid attack mode on my foot there. He's going to scratch the hell out of you, wasn't he? Go for it, kid. Teach him a lesson. Cat scratch fever. (laughs) When did he go insane? I mean, I know he was always called the Motor City Madman, but he's like completely off his rocker now. I think he slipped off the deep edge during the Reagan era. He must have drank the same punch as Dennis Miller. Uh, I don't know. Well, I guess we'll find out. We will? Uh, I, I, I <laughs> <laughs> it's news to me. Nugent, 2024. 2024. Ugh. That, that's scary. Don't don't wow. even frighten me like that. <laughs> He'd be even... the. Well, I'm not even going to go Look there. at the bright side. Not going to go there. He'll campaign to get 16-year-olds to vote. Yeah. Get it? Yes. Oh, okay. Okay. Matt doesn't get it. Well, he's he's not even looking at us. <laughs> <laughs> Matt, Matt's staring at me. Every, everybody's staring yeah. at me for some reason. This is weird. I don't know. You behind the control. It, it is weird. We do stare at the person behind the, the yes. mic. Yeah, that does no, happen. No, you don't. Yes, we do. Yeah, we Why? Do. No, you don't. Yes, we do. Matt, you, Andy, you stare at Matt. Matt stares at you, averts his eyes so he doesn't look have to look at your Matt spre- your man spreading. Matt spreading. It is Matt spreading. Matt spreading. I coined a new one. That's going to be the name of the. That's going to be the title of the episode. Matt spreading. And, and then poor Kirsten just kind of like looks at the floor most of the time. I wore, yeah, my, so. I wore my special shorts just for you. Oh, God. Put your leg down. Oh, my God. Holy <laughs> Holy crap. Somebody put you those potatoes that, in the pantry. I did. It was fright it was it was frightening. I thought my I thought my legs were pasty white, but uh, you know. These are tanned. I've been tanning these. Tanned. Look, oh, you can please. see look, look at the line between my where my socks were. You probably wore jeans the whole time you were I in Florida. I did not I wore shorts the whole time I was in Florida. Oh god. Well. Th- those poor Florida men. <laughs> Anyhow. <laughs> Welcome folks. This is Geek Shock number four eighty three. I am 80s Jeff. Commander K. Oh. Yeah, uh, that's you. You've been gone for a month and you, you forget your order, your pecking order? Caprapedo de Eche. Andre. Yeah, he's back, folks. May believe Matt. And we're here to talk Week and Geek. Uh, you might have no, noticed. No, we're, it's not Week and Geek. It's going to be, we're here to talk about what Andy did in Miami. Because we know he's going to hijack the show <laughs> like he always does. Every other well, look at the well, bright the, side. He the, already told us the I wore short story. So the yeah. difference is, Todd's not here. Oh, and I'm running the board. So we have oh. an, an iron fist of '80s. Cool. Jeff, we'll which is see you, Andy. which is going back to the segue I was originally trying to go to. You might have noticed that uh, Master Torgo is not here and or running the show to this week. So I am uh, trying to step into his shoes. Things um, are going to change. <laughs> no, I'm not going to change anything. Um, so, Not intentionally, anyways. Uh, Todd had a family emergency. Uh, wish him the best. Hopefully everything goes well. Um, and hopefully he will be back next week. So, gentlemen, I know this is a big door to open, but we, what geeky things did you do this week? And here comes Roly-Poly Andy rolling right through that door. I actually didn't do a ton of geeky stuff. I was busy no? working. Yeah. yeah, it's busy working? Yeah. I, I, I worked I worked 12, 13 hours a day for but, a month, and it was great. But you were on a boat. 
I did go on a boat. I saw a lot of celebrity houses. Okay. Did, I did, saw Jackie Chan's house. Did you see T Pain? Okay. All right, let's do it. I may have. I took a photo of some woman on yeah. uh, Jackie Chan's uh, on Jackie Chan's. Wow! Uh, dock. Just, just do that and get us sued. <laughs> nah, never mind. He's on a boat. Take a good hard look at his motherfucking boat. Yeah, flippy floppies. You know. Yep. I saw the house that they used for the first Adams Family movie. That was oh, yeah? geeky, yeah. That's kind of geeky, Apparently, yeah. it's the oldest house on Star Island, which is where a lot of the rich people live in Miami. Lifestyles of the rich and famous. Yeah, pretty much. It was a boat. I just want to take a boat tour so I could take a boat tour, but it happened to be the celebrity boat tour, so it took us through all the celebrities' houses. I saw, uh, um, I saw um, Al Capone's... Uh, vault? Uh, oh, sorry. Yeah, Vault, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I saw his house. Uh, it's like I have all these pictures of houses. I'm like, I don't know whose house that is. Don't know. I don't. I know. I know. I took okay. it because they said it was somebody's house. But uh, crazy. There it is. Sick. Tourism with Andy. Yeah. <laughs> Cruising. <laughs> yeah. Cruising with Andy. Cruising with Andy. Well, I saw, I saw that, that might be somebody's house, and that might be somebody else's house. Right. And uh, I took a picture of Carmen Electra's boat, which I know because it says Electra on the back of it. She, I thought it might be Jennifer Garner's, but then they told me it was Carmen Electra's. Was she oh. there? Topless. Come on. No. No? Damn it. Come right. on. Yeah, because Andy's going to hide that one. Yeah. That was on top of the news right there, Sparky. <laughs> I wonder how, does she still look okay or what? It's been a while since I've seen her. I'm going to Google her right now. All right. Googling Carmen Electra. Yeah, well, she was she was like nice looking this in the 90s. This so was like against that. Let's see. Well, yeah, but then she took Dennis Rodman's dick in Ooh. her mouth. So uh. What? Yeah, they got married in Vegas for a couple they did. days. Oh, they did. Jeff was there. No, I wasn't there. Oh, <laughs> damn. Jeff, we're gonna have to work on this improv thing. It's yes With me? and. <laughs> I never claim to be an actor, yeah. nor do I care to be. Oh gotcha. wow! Uh, I did uh, one of the geeky things I did this week is uh, I finally uh, started watching The Good Place. On Netflix, Ooh, blew through both excellent. seasons in a matter of days. Isn't that great? It's it's. I mean, it, I had the the twist at the end of season one spoiled for me early on, mm-hmm. but it was still interesting watching the journey. It's like I knew the destination. It's kind of like Titanic. You mm-hmm. know what's going to happen at the end, right? But you still want to watch the journey. I, I um, what I, I was surprised by was the the growth of the Ted Danson character, mm-hmm. which is. Uh, Ted Danson just kills it in that show. Yes, he does. He really does. Uh, he's, but, uh, he's great. And uh, uh, what's her name? Um, Kirsten Bell. She's good, too. Kirsten She's Bell. very good. But uh, the the Janice, is it? Oh, the, the, the one that plays Janet. Yeah, uh, Janet. That's it. The the version of the... the the heaven and hell version of Siri. Yes. Um, yeah, she's she's fantastic. That that actress just nails it in every role yep. that she plays on the hatch. Sorry show. to butt in here. Good job, Andy. What? What'd I do? You got cat fur on there? I vacuumed the hell out of this oh, place. Oh, okay. I put it down Although one the cat, time. the cat may have hopped up in here after I vacuumed it. That's that's the joys of pet ownership. You, yeah. you no longer own your house. They own your house. Mm-hmm. So everything that they do... Is there for you? Cool. So you, we plow through the good place and we go. Yes. Like, yeah. Uh, I sadly they don't have season three on there yet for I some know. reason. I don't know why. I knew that it was on Hulu, but unfortunately Hulu only has like the last three episodes that that's, that aired. That's so. what I hate about Hulu. You can't watch the whole thing. 
And then I was like, oh, maybe it's still on demand. So I went to NBC On Demand, and they only have the same episodes that are on Hulu. So Uh, that was quite disappointing. But uh, hopefully, fingers crossed, as soon as the season's over, the the back episodes will be on uh, Netflix. I rewatched the first four or five episodes, Mm -hmm. and they're really fun to rewatch. Are they? Uh, Knowing 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 what you know. Jason? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Um, this is not, not going to be a good oh, idea. Oh, this could be a bad noise. You want me to, to kill your... No, no, you can leave it there. For... You know, I'm going to kill your mic oh. just for that. Just for now? Oh, never mind. Fine. He's, he's done. I thought he was going to yeah. be a while. <laughs> um, I was really excited. So I, I took a note from you guys, and I watched uh, the DC stuff. I watched it when that was free. I watched, uh, oh, yeah, I watched the... Doom Patrol, and I watched nice. um, t- uh, Titans. And your thoughts? Titans is fine. Doom Patrol is goddamn amazing. That's what I keep hearing. Everybody's got kind of mediocre on Titans, and they're like they're kind of glappy about it. Essentially, yeah. they're glad it exists, but they're not exactly overwhelmingly. I'm not you know, champing at the bit to see the rest of Titans, to... but I'm champing at the bit to see Doom Patrol. But yeah. I'll wait. I will wisely wait until it's all on there, right? Till the whole season's on there, and then get DC for a month. I was going to do that with uh, CBS All Access now because you can you can add it on through Amazon Prime Video. So I was going to uh, drop the the five six bucks or whatever it is, binge the season because the season finale is this coming Thursday. Unfortunately, uh, my uh, my day today was taken up by getting ready for the show. Oh, you mean you were so. going to do, do it today? <laughs> uh, yeah, well, oh. I was going to do it yesterday and today, but, yeah. uh, you know, circumstances prevented it yesterday, and then I hadn't planned on preparing for the show today, but uh, we're still going to make this show work, right, guys? Yeah. Yep. All right. 110%. Yes. I'm going to give you 110%. 110%? 110? Just 110. Right. Matt's bringing You're the gonna funny. You're going to try to do good. Bring 110%. Yeah. Uh, I gotta, I, someone's <laughs> going to bring the funny. Andy's here. So. <laughs> right. Yeah. I'm all set for that. I know. So you don't oh. have the long list of notes, Andy, that you were going to to call us all out on? Listen, no, I, 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 I think that joke may have wrote us course. One trick, one trick yeah. pony. When has that right. ever stopped yeah. you? <laughs> That's true. I know, right? Yeah, I know. <laughs> Plus, it was work. Yeah. Um. <laughs> Also, you guys, it, it, was, it really became important when you guys were doing a lot of red light and green light. Then I really wanted to chime in on those. Oh, but I do want to chime in on goddamn Captain Marvel. You guys are out of your mind about that song being wrong. You could not be more wrong. About it being the wrong yes. for that particular scene? Yes. Uh, you know what? Uh, it, what's interesting is I, I saw a lot of different female perspectives on that song. And a lot of women were very happy about that choice of song. Right. Said that definitely took them back to whatever age they were in the 90s mm-hmm. and, you know, the music they were listening to at that time. So, I mean, it's not one of those things that has an easy answer whether it does or doesn't fit that scene. It's a woman. I movie. thought it was fine. I thought it was a good choice. A lot of women definitely think it was a good choice. So, I mean... And and that's who matters for this movie. It's okay oh, if we yeah. like it too. Yeah, but absolutely. Yeah. I mean, you know, let's let's face it. Us white men were not the target audience for this film. I, I enjoyed the hell out of it. I I'm did too. Pretty sure I'm still a white man. Yeah. E, well, you're, but but you're kind of borderline gay. <laughs> a little so. bit. Yeah. Yeah. He's, except for, he's, what except they, for the what did they used to call it? Metro. Yeah. Without oh, the neatness. Without yeah, the, oh yeah, well, say, yeah. Say, yeah, that's Me- true. Me- messy metro. Yeah, yeah messy metro. metro. Messy metro. Mestro. Wasn't that a, wasn't that a doll yes. in the uh, in the 80s, messy metro? 
Uh, uh, also, the the giant climax you want at the end is a very male thing. You want a big, uh, 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 we're overdone, oh, and it's good. But the <laughs> climax that was there was a female climax with lots of little specks in between that built and went down and went up and went down. Please address wow. all comments on that rant, too. Wow. <laughs> wow. Wow. Damn straight. Wow. I mean, it, 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 the denouement was fine. It, it's not. I think we ought to change it to virtue signaling, uh, Andy. I, I did find uh, it was interesting on a side note with Captain Marvel. Uh, there was uh, an article I read uh, over the last week that was talking about how some people were throwing a fit about why her makeup and hair looks different in the Avengers Endgame clip than it did in uh, in Captain Marvel. <laughs> you mean why it looks different thirty years later? Yeah. Huh. Well. And, 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 you know, a couple of things that said uh, uh, the Russos and Kevin Feige were like, well, Feige. We, shut up. He <laughs> <laughs> uh, said this, like, we let them, he said, we let all the actors pretty much do their own hair and makeup with their hair and makeup teams to kind of put their own styling on the character. And the other thing was that her first scenes ever as Captain Marvel were for both the Avengers movies and then Captain Marvel was shot afterwards so obviously the take on the character would grow as she got more comfortable with it so she's allowed to change it i mean you know women are allowed to change their hairstyles right regardless of what we think is men stand up for women come on (laughs) i don't need to they can stand up for themselves they're good jesus but you guys just ranted about uh, minutes i know right no it was me uh, you guys didn't yeah I was undoing the crap you did three weeks ago. Oh yeah, oh we yes. changed things. Yeah, we I don't think I. I don't think I took a negative view on that. But no, I didn't blame you. I, I'm no. blaming you for not being Todd. You're uh. not Todd. You're not my Todd. Yes, I am faux Todd today. Anyway, so what other geeky things did you do this week, guys? <laughs> Crickets. I watched the first episode of Love, Death, and Robots. Oh yeah, it was pretty. Cool. You want to try saying that into your mic? So I was. That- <laughs> I was. The mic is right here. The mic is right, literally, half a foot from my face. Yeah, but your your face was facing away from the mic, and you also had the mic mic pointed at the ceiling. Okay. Yeah, Matt. It it doesn't work when it's like this. Oh, my God. It's within an inch of my Stupid mic jokes. Uh, Mike is so stupid. (laughs) How stupid is he? What the hell is he doing? Who? The cat's looking oh. out the window. Sorry. Yeah. He's got oh, friends to look for. Um, yeah. Uh, it was, what was it? Sunny's Edge? That was a pretty good one. I like yeah. that. Yeah. Oh. yeah, that was fun. Yeah. Have you seen I, it? Have you seen it? I have not. It? No, I oh. didn't get a chance I to watch it. I plowed through the whole thing the day I got back. Nice. That's, it's, it's maybe, what, an hour and a half? Something like Two that. hours? So the first it's episode short like 60 piece. minutes, and then yeah. the rest of them are like 12, 10. Yeah. 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 So I liked it a lot. It Good. does have the heavy metal kind of vibe to it. I like that. Yeah, Clearly. Well, the, the, the word was is that they had originally... Did you just switch your mic off, Kirsten? I completely no. lost you there. What? How's that? Yeah, we can't hear you. Uh, the, um, Did you flip your switch? Nope. It's a green. Oh, oh, there it there goes. we go. We're back. Wow, okay. that was, that was right. kind of weird. You were saying love death robots. Yeah, I yeah. was, Andy. Good. <laughs> You don't have to do any everything. You know, stick with the funny. But Todd's not here. Why do you let him yeah, here? Yeah, but Jeff Why? is. Yeah. But he's not Todd. Neither are you. Oh, I know that. There I'm we aware go. of that. Okay. Well, actually, aware of that. Yeah. Um, they actually had a heavy metal 
um, a new heavy metal proposal, um, a pitch. And that's what this is. And and basically, yeah, they couldn't get the rights or somebody else has something planned okay. or something. So they were like, well, we'll just pitch our stories to... And of course, Netflix is like, yeah, what the fuck? Okay. You, know, you brought a bottle of booze. Go for it. So um, <laughs> that briefcase is for me. All right, you get yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you know, um, and yeah, it was the the animation styles are just wait till you see uh, the witness. That's a really weird one. Because which one is that? That's uh, the oh, that's the one the live action. The mur yeah that well the murder. Um, that oh the um, second one kind of it's kind of sort of rotoscoped. Yeah, yeah. Um, That'll that that one. I I did see really several cool. threads on Facebook with women complaining about them. All they they watched two or three of them. They were all uh, violence against women things. Da 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 da. And I'm like, really? And I, I was kind of nervous about watching them. I watch them. It's like there's two or three in the beginning couple, and then nothing. It's all relatively clear after. Well, that. it's yeah, it's very violent. It's very violent. Period. Yeah. So it. Uh, yeah. Uh, on a Netflix side note, has anybody watched The Highwaymen yet? That's the, what uh, he was trying to talk about that last week. Is what I couldn't put down. Uh, I couldn't. Put Funny my how I did that, didn't? Yeah. I? yeah. Isn't that weird how I did that. Yeah. Actually, I was just mostly curious because it's been getting a really massive media push. I watched right that now. also, like, and I really enjoyed it. Okay. Yeah. Because yeah. I mean, it's the first thing to pop up when I lock on and log on to Netflix. It's all over like the regular like traditional television commercials um as well as it keeps popping up on uh when i'm on the internet when you have the uh the uh curated i think they call them um sure advertisements that pop up in your your news feeds when you're reading so i was just curious uh so you've seen it and you liked it and so did and kirsten you said you did like it or yeah no? i did like it okay i did like it they uh the uh, Costner and um, Costner's uh, great as long as he's not directing. That's Woody, that's yeah. my take on it. Woody and Harrelson. Woody Harrelson, Harrelson. kind of kills it in everything I've seen yeah. him in. So yeah, they had a I'm trying nice to think of seen Woody Harrelson in something I didn't like him in. I've seen definitely King Costner and stuff I don't like, but Harrelson, Planet of the Apes. <sighs> I didn't see it. So I don't know. Mm-hmm. That's you, true. I still haven't seen that. See, I'm definitely taking on the Todd role here. I've not seen the <laughs> sure. the, wow. the current run of the Planet of you the You don't Apes. have to commit so no. hard yet. Uh, it, this one was unintentional. No. Uh, this just It's just one of those, like, I just have not watched it. Yep. And well, that's what you want to know what's says. ironic? Todd yeah. has seen the new Planet of the Apes. Wow. So High the roles w- have been reversed. <laughs> Highwayman is really good. I, I, am, I found myself immediately going to the uh, interwebs and trying to find out what they change and all that, and uh, it's relatively close. I mean, they they shuffled stuff around for drama. Okay. Uh, the Woody Harrelson character was there at the end, but he was not there for the tracking. I mean, he pretty much did the tracking by himself. Okay. Uh, in the movie, it's 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 though it's a buddy movie essentially with these guys traveling across the a country. Body yeah. cop film? Those never yeah. work. Yeah, really. Never. Especially two old guys. Yeah. They right. even they even uh, focus well focus they even um, highlight know, maybe? highlight the the uh, the oldness you know being past their prime and everything because right. the ex rangers after the uh, governor um, the uh, female Texas governor yes. had uh, disbanded the rangers um, and yeah that's mm, 
not exactly accurate either. Well, she did disband them, but it was after most of them quit when they brought in when a woman governor got elected. Nah, <laughs> so yeah, really, didn't they like they it didn't That's, like renew the Texas Rangers until like they did no, it no, thirty five. It, it oh. it's actually in the the movie. It, the the Rangers came back after she left office. Right. Oh, okay. So it was mostly. So, so it wasn't that long. It was mostly a macho shithead uh, thing. Oh, I see. Jesus. Back well, to my women you know. defense here. Ah. <sighs> Like history doesn't have anything to that to highlight any of that stuff, right? No. Well, anything else, gentlemen? Uh, oh, I'm sure there's something, but I'll, I'll uh, remember it later and bring it up. Uh, All right. Uh, well, in that case, yeah, oh, I saw a shark. You saw a shark. I did. Shark is a shark, an actual shark. Oh, a shark. I saw a shark, like an actual swimming yeah, in the ocean so shark. Swimming in the ocean. I was swimming in minutes before. Oh, and did you do the dunna? Yeah, now they think of it. There's only there's only like four shark species that you got to be worried about. All right, it was a lemon okay. shark. Yeah, you don't got to be worried about that. Yeah, well, but everyone was. So I had fun walking down the beach while following the shark because the shark was swimming maybe eight feet off the shore, eight eight to twelve feet off the shore for a long time. And see, all I saw when I was in Florida were dolphins and gators. I never saw any sharks. That's that's disappointing. I saw a dolphin this time, and I saw gators last time. Cool. And ate gators last time. Well, if there's nothing else, you've been waiting in anticipation for what I'm going to say next? No. No, I haven't. No? Okay. It doesn't bother me. So? Just this guy. News you don't give a shit about. <laughs> I, I, hold, I had, I had been, to after you guys talked up so much last year, last week. So, uh, <laughs> there's a little thing going on in Chicago right now. I don't know if anybody knows. Gun violence? No, Star Wars Celebration is going on oh. right now. Oh. According why, to Gizmodo. Why would I not give a shit about that? Well, according to Gizmodo, George Lucas says The Phantom Menace is one of his favorite films. During Star Wars Celebration, the, meg, the maker wasn't there in person, but he was there in spirit and via video. At today's 20th anniversary panel for Star Wars Episode One: The Phantom Menace at Star Wars Celebration, George Lucas sent in a taped video message to thank fans for coming and to talk, very briefly, about the film's legacy. Here's his quote. Thank you for coming to Celebration. Phantom Menace is one of my favorite movies, and, of course, Jar Jar is my favorite character. Ahmed <laughs> Best, you did a fantastic job. It was very, very hard. Also, for John Knoll and all the guys at ILM, I made it impossible for them. We broke a lot of ground. We were using test equipment, but it was the beginning of digital. Even though we didn't get to shoot the whole thing digitally, we got to shoot part of it. So it really was one of the first digital features, and I'm very proud of that. Fans are always such a big part of these films, and obviously those of you who are here with the fans, episode one, and I love each and every one of you. To hear Lucas say that Phantom Menace is one of his favorite films is a little surprising, but you have to also remember the film was pure George. There was no one there to tell him no at any stage. Plus, it pushed the technology so far ahead compared to other films of the era. More than anything else, that was the takeaway from the panel. Sure, some fans liked the movie, but the fact that Phantom Menace ushered in a new era of Star Wars and filmmaking technology as a whole is really its biggest legacy. That's true. Okay. It is very true. Did you see I, the pictures of the uh, somebody had done cosplay of uh, George, like a mashup of George Lucas and Slave Leia? Uh, and, uh, no, I and, didn't uh, see that one. Uh, Mickey Mouse was uh, having had him by a leash. 
by a leash. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Even though he's completely <laughs> removed yep. himself altogether. Yeah, I don't. I don't know if that imagery works. It's it's a nice thought. Yeah. <laughs> they should do an ice bucket challenge, but Mickey dumps a big bucket of cash over Lucas's head. They already did that. Yeah. Just didn't videotape it. <laughs> it's funny. Well, like I'm as much they should. It really is kind of telling how it much out again. Lucas was just kind of over everything because he could have sold. If, there were a lot of reports that he could have sold Lucasfilm for a lot more than he did, and Disney would have paid it. Hmm. In fact, they have made. I think it's something like triple what their initial investment was on on Lucasfilm. In that just mouse the year is just since. laughing right now. Oh yeah, well, I mean, like... laughing all the way to the bank, maybe. Oh. <laughs> Oh, Minnie! Yeah. Oh, check it out. I'm rich as God. <laughs> Deadline reports that Neil Marshall's Hellboy took in just $12 million in its opening weekend, significantly lower than either Guillermo del Toro directed takes on Mike Mignola's beloved supernatural hero. Is that how you pronounce it? Mignola? Ah. Did I say Mignola? That's another guy. Okay. Mike Mignola. <laughs> I've, I've always pronounced the hard Mignola. G, but you're probably right. It could be. <laughs> I am sitting behind the recording deck today. So yes. So mispronouncing could have been throat war war mangrove. Yeah, I was gonna say mis. Yeah. Yeah, I was gonna say mispronouncing names is part of the job. Ah. If you didn't know already. Yeah, it's in the job description right there. <laughs> they give you a bunch of names to read, and you fuck them all up. You got it. Ah. Anyway, yeah. significantly lower than either directed uh, takes by the Yomo del Toro. In fact, it was more than 60% down from the series high with Hellboy 2 The Golden Army back in 2008. Ouch. Hellboy's opening weekend box office is just shy of half of Shazam's take for its second weekend in theaters, which pulled in $25.1 million, sending the whimsical DC movie on the road to $100 million domestically by Easter. Internationally, Hellboy fared, fared a lot worse. Well, a little worse, according to this. Bringing in around $10.3 million across the weekend. That's entire international. Yikes. Hellboy took $50 million <laughs> to make and will struggle to make even that back. Did they Especially, not air it in China? I don't know. Uh, probably not, because it's oh, supernatural. Right. Especially when you consider it has just one more weekend to itself before Avengers Endgame casually strolls in and stomps the box office Fucks to the ground, everybody up. sets it on fire, and then dances a merry jig atop its ashes. Wow, did Andy write that? No, I just copied that because it sounded really cool. Oh it my. did sound good. <laughs> I didn't write that, though. For now, it seems like Hellboy's cinematic future is once again going to be in doubt. Oh, man. Well, I bet there's a bunch of execs right now who are like well i'm glad we didn't give guillermo all that money he was requesting here 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 yeah to make a good movie well yeah i i will still watch hellboy i'll, I'll be ready to talk spoiler stuff next week I, I i know that uh professor biggs went and saw it but uh i didn't get a chance to to read his take on it so who knows i mean it's just it's it's getting very lukewarm reception from a lot of critics, and some of them are being incredibly harsh. Um, I didn't get to see it yet, but I uh, Todd was watching the movie Bob review, and he said that it was not kind. Yeah, which, it. Uh, um, well, and what I've been hearing too is uh, somebody made an astute uh, observation. 
really doesn't think Hellboy is a big blockbuster franchise. Uh, franchise, and so blockbuster money wouldn't help, right? Because uh, it it wouldn't hit that level anyway. So well, it was it. You're destined yeah. for a lower budget. No, and fifty f- million is is pretty modest these days yes. for a superhero. It is. It's very modest. If I'm film. thinking right, I think the first Hellboy was a slow burn too. I don't think that did a ton in the theaters, but picked up stuff on video. Yeah, I think it ended up. Uh, well, I mean, it, it didn't do incredibly well its opening weekend, if I'm remembering correctly. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, if I remember correctly, uh, word of mouth got around him. Then it really kind of picked up, but it was still not anywhere near like Iron Man numbers or any mm-hmm. other. And like, how things have changed because comic book dramas. Word of mouth now, yeah, don't mean jack. Because if you no. haven't done it in your first weekend, you're fucked. Well, not to mention we're in the era of quote unquote influencers. So, you know, people that have never seen the movie, but never seen the movie but say go see this film it's great and then you know people go see it and they're like this is ridiculous this wasn't even any good but you know the person that said go see it got paid a handsome fee so it is what it is it's payola all over again right according to geek.com the motion picture association of america's annual report of the theatrical and home entertainment market environment revealed what we've known for years. Streaming services are overtaking DVDs and Blu-rays. Published over the weekend, the 2018 report highlights a 12% increase in overall spending on home entertainment led by online platforms. Investments in digital home entertainment, Netflix, Amazon Prime, grew by 24% over the previous year, while physical entertainment like DVDs and Blu-rays dropped 15%. Those numbers will likely continue to escalate as Netflix price hikes take effect in the U.S. In January, the company initially announced higher costs in exchange for more content. Earlier this month, an email announced more specifics. The basic tier escalated from $8 to $9 per month, while the standard and premium options jumped $2 to $13 and $16 respectively. What are the differences in the... And what do you get for that extra couple bucks? The basic, I think you get ads. Yeah. And the other ones you don't. Something along those lines. Yeah. Uh, I know that we have the tier with the actual physical discs that you can get in the mail. So that we're, is the premium. And we're at the, the other yeah. one is the the middle one is where you just what you have. The okay. Yeah, we're online. at like the the sixteen dollars a month. Oh, okay. Yeah. Online video content viewing continued its upward trend in twenty eighteen, reaching one hundred eighty two point one billion <laughs> views transactions in the United States, a 24% increase compared to 2017, according to the MPAA, which counts more than 140 online services providing movies and TV shows to U.S. consumers. With so many choices, it's no surprise that global signups for online video services, approximately 613.3 million, surpassed cable subscribers, 556 million, for the first time last year. They're doing it just to piss Matt off. Oh, yeah. that's Well, that's why it's in news you don't give a shit about. Uh, see, now I lost my place. Thank you. Damn it, Andy. I, 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 you guys, <laughs> when I was not here, the show was way too linear. Uh, well, I meant to put my thumb on where I stopped, and I didn't uh, think about it. Uh, still, Cable remains the top dog in terms of revenue, seeing a $6.2 billion boost in 2018 despite a 2% decrease, rather, in enrollments. 
Consumers will soon gain more streaming service options, though, with the impending launch of Disney+, Plus, featuring a boatload of original Star Wars and Marvel content, a Mighty Ducks show, a Monsters, Inc. show, a Muppet show, a high school musical reboot, remakes of Three Men and a Baby, Father of the Bride, Honey, I Shrunk the Kids, The Parent Trap, Lady and the Tramp, and something called Timmy Failure. Apple wow. also recently I don't give announced a shit about any of that stuff know, right? except for lady the Marvel and Star Wars stuff. That's why the lady is a tramp. Timmy uh, Failure. Apple okay. TV also recently announced TV Plus, its upcoming entry into the streaming TV wars. What? Yes. I, I can't know. wait for Crazy. Samsung streaming. Yeah, Galaxy, right? It'll be Galaxy streaming. It, there we go. You know, you're probably not far off. Yeah. Because Panasonic scream, streaming. They, no, they no, are no. the largest manufacturer of phones in the world. So it doesn't surprise me if they... It wouldn't surprise me, rather, if they have a service in the works. And their screens are pretty good, too. Yeah. They really are. They make Sony screens. <laughs> Don't they? Right? Yes. Samsung makes them? Yeah. Yes. <clears throat> That's right. <laughs> Kotaku reports, Pepsi considered defending gamers with a billboard in space. In oh. space. <laughs> Imagine looking into the calm night sky and in the foreground of a galaxy of shimmering stars, seeing a confrontational space advertisement <laughs> demanding justice for gamers. Last weekend, the website Futurism reported that PepsiCo recently considered launching an orbital billboard in space to promote its campaign, quote, against stereotypes and unjustified prejudices against gamers, unquote. You know, that's good and all. Stop putting shit in space. Oh, it gets worse. There's enough shit in space. We're going to like trap ourselves here. There really is. I mean, <laughs> so much so that that several uh, several uh, companies have tried their hand at developing satellites that will actually Defend police... themselves? Po- or, no, police oh. the garbage. Well, that too, but <laughs> police the garbage in space. Like, essentially the... Don't they track like it? Don't they giant- track like everything bigger oh, yeah. than a screw or NORAD. something? NORAD, NORAD in, in Cheyenne oh. Mountain, Colorado, tracks every single little piece of space debris, right down to like an astronaut's glove that slipped out. Do you remember um, during a space when walk. India launched its satellite? Or was it China? One of them. India or China launched China <laughs> launched a satellite busting thing to demonstrate that they have the technology. Okay. They shot the satellite down, an old satellite, communication satellite, blew it up. Yep, that, that like increased China. that increased the danger to the International Space Station by forty four percent of getting hit. Neat, yeah, forty four <laughs> fucking percent. Well, if anybody saw, you know, the movie Gravity, that's essentially what you know. If you have a, you know, explosion, it spreads it out into 44%. much smaller, much mm-hmm. more dangerous pieces that are harder to track. Nice. I'd be up there like, thanks a lot, <laughs> thanks a lot. Anyway, the Russian company Star Rocket, which claims it can launch orbital displays into space at a 250-mile altitude, is behind this bizarre and invasive foray into space capitalism. Apparently, it will use a 30-foot satellite, or it will use 30-foot satellite sails as quote-unquote pixels. It is unclear how Star Rocket gets its funding or whether it is regurgitated science fiction goop wrapped in an investor flypaper. Star Rocket did not return Kotaku's request for comment by press time, according to this article. PepsiCo. I'll tell you exactly who where they get their funding from. Their first billboard is going to be up there. It's going to be a shirtless guy on a horse. Oh, God. (laughs) Andy? (laughs) PepsiCo reportedly Uh, would use Star Rocket's text to launch an ad for Adrenaline Rush, an energy drink aimed at the Russian gamer market. 
So you see, it's coming back around. They're not really defending know. gamers he, so much as advertising. Was, he went guy and horse, and I was going to the uh, the Old Spice commercial. But no. now I know what you're talking yes, about. Yes. Now I got you. Okay. It only took like a minute. <laughs> it's been ne- a water. neurons firing. It's been a water <laughs> rub in my life lately. <laughs> a recent YouTube quote unquote manifesto, PepsiCo's words, not ours. About the product combats the idea that video games are for children, calling that, quote, the most unfair stereotype of the century, unquote. Uh, Press release for Adrenaline Rush explains that the time has come for change. It's time to say stop to the disrespect and misunderstanding of gaming culture to get rid of unfair stereotypes. The stereotypes in question, apparently, are that gamers are toxic, unemployed children. Well, they got that half right. Yeah. Or a uh, third? A third? No, no. Yeah, two-thirds. Curious and a little <laughs> skeptical. I think they're talking about Pepsi, the toxic part. <laughs> oh! Pepsi's a great drink. Shut up. Oh, my God. Ooh. You Coke you guy. You monster. You Coke guy. Are you a Coke guy? Yes, I'm a Coke guy. Oh, God. I don't drink. Overrated. I don't drink brain Overrated. <laughs> Sheesh, guys. <laughs> uh, skeptical uh, of the prospect of space billboards is existing outside of the anime cowboy bebop kotako reached out to pepsico to confirm that this is real it is the company explained but their so-called exploratory test was a quote one-time event but they didn't do it so how is that a test well apparently it was a test to see if the idea would you know gain traction or you know on, on whether a anybody level, else thought it was a good idea, and apparently nobody did. So on a marketing said, level, that's brilliant because you have to do, you have to put up like satellite zero, nothing, yeah. and still get the press. Well, and you'd have a captive audience too, because yeah. you just can't threaten. You can't not see something in the sky mm. unless you just decide I'm not going to look at the sky again. Oh, ever. I'm, I would build a. Never, I'm not going to say it. <laughs> I'm going to find out how the tech to build something to take it down. That's what I'm going to do, and make the uh, make the space station that much less safe. Yes, that's correct. <laughs> that's correct. <laughs> Nothing's safe up there if you launch that. <laughs> you know what be what be safe is they got one of those you know those LED those light wands mm. that you oh, wave yeah. them back and forth and it spells out your message. Right. See, then you don't need a big thing. You just need the wand, and you know it just. There you go. All what about right. all those dystopian like? shows and movies where they have the blimps going like over the city and things oh, like that. Oh, that'll happen. Yeah. That's See, I'm okay with that. Oh, wow. Well. I'm okay Matt's with that. Matt's okay with that. And the huge billboards on the side, well that's already happening, but right. The massive ones. Until the Chinese shoot it down, then it's going to make it 44% more dangerous for somebody's Pedestrians. drone. <laughs> In the future, everyone will die from That'll be the major cause of death is falling billboard pieces. Falling satellites, you know, we'll die because we're trapped on this planet because we can't leave. That's correct. Because right? of all the satellites, the wall of billboards. Oh my the, god, the wall of billboards around the planet. We can't fucking leave. Well, <laughs> you, I know you're making a joke, but that is a possibility. Yeah, I am making a joke. <laughs> <laughs> that is a possibility. He should trying. already have a moon base already, <laughs> dude. It, th- we don't have a moon base. It has nothing to do with space junk. It has the fact We're that, so far that, that we lost we our balls. Have a moon base. Yeah, I know. Oh, you guys are buying that we don't have a moon base thing oh, still? Yeah, yeah Paul. <laughs> I need my Paul the, chair. The Germans on the other side? The yes. Nazis on the other side? Okay. There's a, they did a sequel. Did they really? Iron Sky, or it, it's being <laughs> are planned. Are you serious? Wow. Right, Jeff? 
Uh, Help me out here. Come I on. know that they had another season added that they didn't originally have, but I think that's already been on Amazon Prime, if I remember. Oh, all right, yeah. So maybe, there maybe there's. I'll have to look that up. I don't know. They may. There may be a sequel in the works. Who knows? Iron so. Sky Two: The Coming Race, 2019. There oh. you go. There you Kirsten, go. Kirsten, no shit. 88% like this movie. Oh, it's, it's already so come out. Dumb, right? Apparently, it's it's already out. Wow. Came well, out January 16th in Finland. Ah, Finland. Finland. Close that's, enough to the uh, shirtless release. horseman. To uh, oh no, they don't like the shirtless horseman. Those fins, no way. But you know they 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 have to toe the line. Yeah, I know. Or else they're with fins. Shut off. Are they what? tired of towing the line? Yeah, probably. And he, you know, he's oh, always on time. No, he's gonna, no, he's gonna. No, 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 he'll eventually reabsorb him because you know that's his whole plan. Uh huh. <sighs> Until he tries to reabsorb the Polacks, then we'll have his ass. Oh, <laughs> that's right. They'll get it with their submarines with screen doors. <laughs> just just launching pierogies. <laughs> All right, you almost got me that time again. There's a, there's a T. What, what's their newest tank? Whatever T something, just going across the Polish fields, and there, there's old Kirsten's hands. The Penske's Golumpki uh, catapults. Just launching a huge. Except pierogi. that Andy didn't wrap it in the uh, cabbage leaves, <laughs> so right. just shooting rice and tomato sauce <laughs> and hamburger. No, no okay. because at the it's, route you're going, it'll be vegan. <laughs> I stand up for women. I stand up for vegans. I stand up for everything. I stand they, up for anything that'll get me laid. They do make they do make a nice potato cheddar and bacon one. I know the bacon's in there, but that's the purpose. Little bacon. That's the piece of purpose. I know, but it doesn't have meat. It's got bacon. Come on. He's All right, All right. that's ready? okay. We'll have. Land. You want to get this back on the rails? No. Come on now. No rails. No rails. No rails. All right. This is a rail shooter. Except the third rail. Andy, stand on it. <laughs> Weekend Geek! Yay! CNN says... What the hell have you got sitting there, Andy? What are you looking that's, for? That's the cast of Iron Sky 2. Oh, okay. CNN. <laughs> He's played a ruthless Baltimore drug dealer and Nelson Mandela. Andy. He's been named People Magazine's Sexiest Man Alive. Andy. Now he's just performed as a DJ at Coachella. Oh, not him. Is there anything Idris Elba can't do? The 46-year-old British actor made his debut Saturday night at the music festival in California, spinning house music in his DJ set. Elba may be best known for his roles on The Wire and Hold Luther. On for a second. That just proves that they do absolutely nothing right. with those it, things. They just press a fucking play thing and they, they bob their head and, they, and hold it's, one it's earphone to their ear. another acting role yeah, for Idris. exactly. Yeah. Anyway... Elba may be best known for his roles on The Wire and Luther, but he says DJing was his passion long before he started acting. (laughs) What? Quote, I loved the idea of talking... Take two. I loved the idea of talking about songs. Take three. In between songs and playing the next one, he told Rolling Stone. By the time I had an awareness that this could be a job, I definitely wanted to do that. Wait, wait, that implies he's less of a dead mouse DJ than he is a, a, a Wolfman Jack DJ. Well, if he's a Wolfman Jack DJ, I'm cool with it. According to Rolling Stone, it says, Elba started working turntables at weddings and christenings around London as a teenager. When he moved to New York City in the 90s, he picked up gigs wherever he could. Last year, Elba completed a DJ residency at the nightclub Leo on the Mediterranean island of Ibiza. Ooh. Ibiza. As if that isn't Idris enough. Idris Elbis at Ibiza. 
I loved Abitha. it. As oh. if that isn't enough, the actor, <laughs> once rumored to, to be the, the next James Bond, also has made his way onto the UK rap scene. Recently, he featured. He was recently featured on a remix of "Boasty" by UK grime artist Wiley, along with Sean Paul and Stefan Don. Is Sean Paul another name for Puff Daddy now? No, this is okay. a completely different rapper. Okay. Based on crowd reaction and Twitter comments, people at Coachella seem to be really impressed with Elba's set. All right. I put that at the top because it's it's like it's cool because it seems like Elba can do just about anything. And at the same time, it's almost news you don't give a shit about. So oh, I, I just kind of put it in there. A little, kind of as a plat palate cleanser, you know, to take us on to the next thing. Okay. That was the ginger? That was the ginger. Okay. You're the ginger. Oh, right. damn. And Andy's the wasabi. I'll take he's on that. fire. A- damn straight, baby. Andy's Ugh. liver and onions. <laughs> According to The Verge, SpaceX has landed all three Falcon Heavy rocket boosters for the first time ever. It's about goddamn time. Holy fuck. <laughs> did you see that for the video of this? Yeah. It was pretty damn yeah. impressive. It looks like it looks like they a 19... Park, did they? No, they oh. landed like a 1950s yes. sci-fi movie. Yes, it's so funny. I mean, there was a time when that was supposed to be the stupid way you do rocket ships. Yeah. And they're actually doing it that way now. Oh, coming back down. Yeah, and it just went... Fins pop out the last second and become landing gear. Oh, it was That's so cool to watch. Yeah, it, it was it was it was incredible. I, I I watched that video like three times. Of course you did. Well, it's because I'm a space nut. <laughs> what does that mean? Jesus Holy a huge space nut. That's he right. He came back from Miami, pissed. <laughs> Holy shit! <laughs> I did I did miss the SpaceX launch that day that I was went to Cape Canaveral by like a few hours. Oh. Like if I'd have simply gotten up like uh, thirty minutes earlier, because I didn't know, because it was a schedule, originally scheduled for the day before, and I hadn't really been reading any news, and I knew I was going to Cape Canaveral the next day, and I was like, "Well, that's disappointing." And then I found out on the bus ride to Cape Canaveral. Like, oh, all right, you guys just missed it. All right, we're almost there. <laughs> like, all right, if you look to your right, that was where the rocket was. <laughs> no, no, they said like <laughs> it's an like, almost Jeff story. <laughs> They said, like, if you had been watching the sky around 7.30 this morning, you would have seen the the rocket. And I'm like, what? But anyway. From the back of the bus. Wait, wait <laughs> you took a bus from where to Cape Canaveral? Uh, from my hotel in Orlando to Cape Canaveral. Okay. Was that part of a tour? or Yes. Okay. Uh, was, was Celebrity about- houses. Yes, yeah. exactly. <laughs> about a- well, I've been to Cape Canaveral, but uh, I'm not the space nut that Jeff is, so we, like, walked into the gift store of the museum. That's as far as we got. Um, I had a, a package where uh, I got transportation to and heard from. heard about your package. Yeah. I, I had transportation to and from my hotel. I take the wasabi comment back. To <laughs> the Kennedy Space Center Visitor Center, which is where you get to, you know, see all the exhibits and then also go on your bus tour of uh, the historic launching so it, it does take you inside the, uh, inside the Cape Canaveral. You're not just yes. hanging around outside. Yes, yes. Okay, that totally sounds worth it. It oh, dude, it was it was so worth it. I it's it was amazing, and I was able to actually use some points from uh, these employee rewards program I have, where they they give you points for doing improvements or whatever during a quarter. It's it's a complicated, stupid points system. for what points to spend on things. They, who, they who's have giving like, you points? They, they have, your, your credit card? My, or my your, job, who I'm trying very hard not to say the name uh, of right your now. Your job gives you points. Yes. Oh, that's cool. And so that I cashed in some of my points. <laughs> I took the trip 
and uh, got to got to have a lot of fun. Nice. Anyway, so back to the story. (laughs) (laughs) Following the second launch of SpaceX's Falcon Heavy, all three of the booster cores successfully landed back on Earth. The two outer cores of the rocket touched down on SpaceX's two concrete landing pads at Cape Canaveral, Florida, near the site of the launch. The center core touched down on one of the company's drone ships in the Atlantic Ocean. It's the first time that whoa, SpaceX... Whoa, 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 They did that on a floating thing also? Yeah, that's the Mother part. Motherfucker. Oh, yeah. You, did, you didn't yeah, yeah. see that part of the that video? That is balls on chin cool. They've done that before. Damn. It gets better. Uh, uh, it gets when, better, Andy. Yeah. Like I said, we should have a moon base. Yeah, we should have a... We, we should have a moon base. I am. Yeah. Maybe it's already moon base I there. Thought, I Maybe thought, the U.S. Air Force is like, oh, when do we shut these guys down? They're getting pretty fucking close. No, the Air Force <laughs> is now contracting SpaceX to launch stuff. Yeah, and I because. thought we didn't have a moon base because of junk. Well, space. There's a lot of different reasons we don't have a moon base, but uh. <laughs> so tell me more. What, what's, what's the cool? What's cooler than landing a, a spaceship like it was a goddamn 1930s uh, I'll amazing get there stories if you let cover? Let me finish reading the story on a floating yeah, ship. Andy. It's the they first time on Moni McBoat place. Yes. Yeah. Well, actually, the uh, drone ship one. I used to. I. I actually, no. I think I took it out. I had the name of the drone ship in here. It's uh, Ow. the the name of the drone ship was of course I still love you. Oh, okay. <laughs> anyway, that. it's the first time that SpaceX has landed all three rocket cores from one Falcon Heavy flight. The first time Falcon Heavy flew back in February of 2018, only the two outer cores made it back to Earth in one piece. The center core that launched missed its target drone ship when it failed to light all three engines as needed to land because of fuel shortage. So instead, the rocket booster slammed into the ocean at 300 miles per hour. Still, the synchronized booster landing became one of the most iconic images of the launch, with many likening it to a ballet. Now, this, that particular launch, the one that failed last year, the center booster hit the drone ship at 300 miles an hour <laughs> instead of just hitting the ocean. <laughs> but today, SpaceX managed to stick all three landings. However... On its return voyage, choppy seas, including 8 to 10 foot swells, caused the center booster to topple into the sea. Oh. Oh, they overlooked that part. I can just imagine, like, (laughs) you see a guy, like the head engineer or whatever, the first one where it slammed into the drone ship at 300 miles an hour, probably just, like, looking at the screen, takes his headphones off, turns to Elon, I guess I'm fired, huh? (laughs) (laughs) It's like... I thought it was fascinating because they only revealed today... That the center booster didn't make it back to port because they, you know, they were highlighting the fact that all three boosters landed perfectly, but because of the uh, the choppy ocean, the thing toppled over and fell into the ocean on the way back. So they weren't able to recover it all the way to port. But the other two are going to be reused in the next launch so, or the next time they launch Falcon Heavy. So it's still I, pretty cool. I, I I decided to look it up because I'm pretty sure I did. I. Uh... I saw Elon Musk's yacht in uh, in Miami. Oh, did you? Yeah, the Felix. The Felix, mm. Massive, which was it? weird because there was another yacht. Hang on, I'll keep going. I'm gonna look up this other yacht. All right, the Oscar. No, it's worse. Right, that'd be funny if it was Oscar and the Felix. I think it's Mark Cuban. According to Deadline, the disturbance in the force this morning is emanating from Chicago, where Star Wars Celebration turns its attentions to The Mandalorian, the first live-action Star Wars television series, and the Vanguard Lucasfilm contribution to Disney+. Plus. The high-stakes subscription play launching in November. 
Lucasfilm chief Kathleen Kennedy introduced filmmakers John Favreau and Dave Filoni, who is one of the producers of Star Wars The Clone Wars, to the delirious sold-out gathering at McCormick Place, the largest convention center in North America. The Mandalorian is written and executive produced by Favreau. Well-known Jedi storyteller, well-known Jedi universe storyteller Filoni is directing the inaugural episode and serves as executive producer alongside Kennedy and Colin Wilson. Favreau and Filoni discussed the unique appeal of the Mandalorian setting and time frame. The events depicted in the series are set after the events of Return of the Jedi. Oh. Ooh. Which concluded with the fiery funeral of Darth Vader on the forest moon oh, okay. of Endor. Yeah. Favreau and Filoni recounted their first meeting at Skywalker Ranch a dozen years ago when they were two Star Wars devotees working on breakthrough projects, Iron Man and Star Wars The Clone Wars, respectively. Filoni said Favreau and his son Max were the first people outside of the Clone Wars production staff to watch the landmark animation project. And conversely, Filoni was the first person to see Iron Man, the pioneer project that propelled Marvel Studios to a historic first decade. The two genial storytellers have an obvious affection for each other as they finished each other's sentences and each took turns warmly praising the complimentary talents the other brought to the Mandalorian project. That's a warm fuzzy. Yeah, I know, right? That's why I included it. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. (laughs) Filoni noted that Favreau seemed destined to work on the Disney Plus TV series (laughs) after playing a Mandalorian character named Pre... I'm not even going to try that. Oh, come on. Come on. Give it a shot. Vizsla on Filoni's animated Clone Wars TV series, a series with 129 episodes that aired from 2008 to 2013. The name Pre was a winking reference to Favreau's cinematic day job to plucked from pre-visualization, a fundamental stage of filmmaking process for sci-fi and other spectacle. Yeah. <laughs> That's not a name, it's a word. It's, it's not even spectacular genres. Jesus Christ. Now I know why Todd has so much trouble. All Favreau and Filoni played footage from the show to, for the McCormick crowd, but the content was not included on the official Star Wars Celebration live stream feed. You can, however, find the footage online if you want to see it, as uh, immediately after this article was published, there was a pirated footage from somebody's cell phone camera <sighs> of, the, um, of the clip that they Bastard. played. <gasps> those, but as of, those as, newbies, they didn't as grab of recording time... As of recording time, it has not been pulled down yet. So, so hopefully, everybody hopefully get online. Right. Hopefully, it'll still be up when you all hear this tomorrow. <laughs> so the yacht I saw, they they said it was Mark Cuban's yacht, but I'm looking here, and apparently that's just uh, a rumor. It's actually uh, the the uh, CEO of uh, Sears, Eddie Lambert. But it's a giant. It's a 280 foot yacht. It's this huge white monstrosity uh-huh. named the Fountainhead. Hmm. Oh, well, that makes sense that it's an Ayn Rand reference because he's the CEO of a company that destroyed a whole bunch of pension plans so they could get a big payout. Right, exactly. What an asshole. Yeah. There we go. There it is. But uh, the, uh, uh, the other yacht was bigger, so. That's what she said. Oh. Well, he's got to be able to park his Teslas on it, right? His what? His his. Teslas, yes, Teslas, yes. <laughs> Teslas. Um, no. 
No, his. Uh, I it, to to be fair, Matt. I also lost track of whose yachts we were talking about at this point. Yeah. Well, he he said the other yacht was bigger. He was talking about the Felix, which is Elon Musk. Yes. Okay. So. Yes. No, it's fine. Was there a Tesla <laughs> right. right on it's the bow? It's fine, Matt. It's fine. No. Oh. I just when you said Tesla, I wasn't hearing that as as a word. He was, was hearing like I was hearing it as part as testicle, but I testicle. wasn't hearing. Yeah. Testes, testes. One, two, three. What? Hollywood Reporter reports Screen Gems has picked up an untitled horror pitch centering on a bride with Blair Butler, the writer behind Hellfest, on board to pen the script. Holy shit, there's still a Screen Gems. Yes. Wow. Emil Gladstone, one of the producers behind the upcoming horror thriller The Curse of La Llorona, will produce the project alongside Sam Raimi and Robert Tappert, the horror vets whose Ghost House Pictures banner counts Don't Breathe, Drag Me to Hell, and Evil Dead among its credits. Plot details are being kept under a veil of secrecy, but the project is known to be a supernatural thriller that tells of a young woman who is invited to a lavish destination wedding, unaware of the horrors that await. Butler is a rare female voice in the horror sphere who rose through the ranks on such geek fare as Attack of the Show. She also wrote Hellfest 2018 CBS film slasher movie set in an amusement park and also wrote Polaroid, the thriller featuring a vintage Polaroid camera with a deadly secret. Butler is currently in development with Bad Robot and Paramount on The Steps, which is described as a twist on the possession genre. Stefan Grube, who had previously served as an editor on the Bad Robot sci-fi thriller 10 Cloverfield Lane, is attached to direct. So, little Sam Raimi news. Getting Mm. some more horror producing under his belt. What's Uh, Ted going to play? Who knows? It's it's almost guaranteed he'll make an appearance, though. I thought thought this article is interesting because I do remember watching Blair Butler on Attack of the Show. And... uh, it's good to see that she has branched out into writing and is becoming successful at it. Because uh, just just like the article said, there's not a lot of female writers in horror. So I definitely would like to see more voices present in that genre. It's a genre invented by a woman, right? Pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. Mary Shelley and yeah. several others, I'm sure, mm-hmm. that whose names aren't coming to my brain right now mary reinhardt the bat something like that something like that Mm -hmm. yeah all right so there's no comments on that one the showrunners (laughs) todd's not here to talk about horror (laughs) yeah i'm not really into horror so the showrunners behind the upcoming dc comics based drama series why the last man have parted ways with fx Ada Mashaka Kroll tweeted today that she and Michael Green are, quote, grateful for everyone who came together to make our pilot and build the world of why. We hoped to reward their talent and their trust, not just with success, but with a show that had something to say in a time when things must be said. FX said the duo exited over creative differences, and the network is moving ahead with the series and cast and is starting the process of finding a new showrunner. FX handed the series to order in February after ordering it to pilot over a year ago under the original title, Why the Last Man? Because I guess the current title is just called Why. Sci-fi drama starring Diane... Yeah, right. 
The sci-fi drama starring Diane Lane is set in a post-apocalyptic world in which a cataclysmic event has decimated every male save for one lone human. The new world order of women will explore gender, race, class, and survival. Barry Keegan, Imogene Poots, Lashana Lynch, Juliana Canfield, Marin Ireland, and Amber Tamblin also star in the FX production series. See, that, it is stated slated to premiere in 2020. That uh, name change, when they say why, mm-hmm. all I think of is the Enron commercial from the 90s. Enron commercial. Mm-hmm. Wow. Well, why? None because. of us do. Why, 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 why? <clears throat> why ask why? Try Bud Dry. That's when I, I remember. Th- that series was, it was, I mean. The comic book series. Yeah. It just, <clears throat> it was really cool. And uh, I mean, all the all the, the gender politics, the dynamics, the, and then when they found out he had the vasectomy. What? And they were, oh, spoilers. Dun, Jesus, dun, dude. Dun. <laughs> <laughs> Spoilers who haven't re- read the comic from uh, or the book. Re- it started as a book, right? The I, comic. I have no fucking clue. Well, I haven't read it. Well, let's just say the comic that's what forty years old. Now? Yeah, something like that. Wow, maybe more. Holy Why? shit! It was the seventies, wasn't it? No, no, no that was. Why er- the last man? No, no. Or am no, I no. thinking of the? You're uh, thinking of Z, the first. Guy. I'm thinking of the Heston, the the Heston movie that's based on the the Omega Man. Yes. No, 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 no. That's uh, that's math. Because isn't that based on Why the Last Man? No. No, no, no that's no. the the one that's based on the vampire one. Yeah. My brain just went out yeah. to a weird spot just now. I'm glad uh, you guys were here to pull me out of that. Right. <laughs> that's what she said. I thought you were going down some bullshit road because you're like Z, the last, and he did yeah. the shifty eyes. So. Well, no, it's all <laughs> bullshit. I haven't seen it. I don't know if he had a vasectomy. I just oh. think that would have been fucking hilarious, though. Yeah. Oh, after, good. After oh, good. four years, I thought that was a like, real spoiler. You know, okay. none of us are getting pregnant, and we need to continue humanity. <laughs> He's like, oh. He's like, give me 15 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> then they just take a sample and they're like, "He's got no swimmers." Those son of a the, bitch. Those chill. are reversible. Well, yeah. Oh, I know somebody had what had that done. I know it. They're reversible. It depends on how it's done now. Because uh, one of my coworkers had it done, and they like use a laser now to. Uh, to cauterize the ends, and then they clamp like titanium clips on the ends, Yikes. so that it's damn near reversible mm. so the the and they don't even yeah. do that anymore yeah. they actually just do in vitro and they remove the swimmers by hypodermic needle oh yeah that's true i forgot they do that too yeah so don't the swimmers regenerate don't are you regenerate are you constantly yeah. making new swimmers yeah if 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 it sticks in there too long they're reabsorbed into the bloodstream yes. yeah they're they're essentially broken down into their base components. And you end up with like a 10% higher chance of prostate cancer. but Something like that. Well, that didn't sound fun at all. Oh, I thought you were the big fucking expert here. No, I'm, I'm clearly I have known nothing about this. <laughs> yeah. Ain't that I, I, the I know a lot now about it, terrified. but I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> I know a lot about it. Well, of course you do. I didn't have it done. Nurse Ratchet. I mean, oh, yes. oh, oh. No, he's Nurse Ratchet over here. He oh. knows everything now. I had to oh, learn okay. about that. Oh, that's right. Have you had to take samples? No. 
Thank God. Not, not, <laughs> not yet, anyway. <laughs> I just can't do it. Just don't look me in the goddamn eyes while I'm doing this. N- nurse Matt, <laughs> can you help me yeah. along? This patient weirdly stared at me while I was doing it. <laughs> <laughs> really? Uh, and you got you to do the, the whole, uh, was it the Billy Bob, Dor- Billy Bob Thornton thing? No. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> That'd be uh-huh. great, just seeing the whole nursing staff staring at you at like, while you were doing what? <laughs> Getting a sample. You said get a sample. <laughs> yeah. uh, I bet you're in sample. Like you're in oh, sample. Shit. Yeah. <laughs> oh. no, Matt, you're not supposed to get it yourself. You just give them the cup and the magazine, and then you leave. You can't even do that nowadays. Yeah, Playboy's not. They're not. They're no longer nude. Or whatever. Oh no, yeah, they, they are. Back. They went back. Oh, okay, they went back. See, I'm so far that out of that it. worked. That worked like gangbusters, and they were like, "Okay, we're not going to take Andy's advice yeah. ever again." <laughs> oh, I think if I remember correctly, they've moved more into like the uh, the online stuff, and they only they publish like bi monthly or something now. I don't know. I have to look that up. The that can be hot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, you know. Yeah, the first oh, I thought you were bi monthly edition. <laughs> the buy is for did the, that buy mil- did that quote unquote milking machine was that on Shock Monkey's Lair or on Scoop Group or I where are you going know. with this? No, there's like a <laughs> Japanese uh, jacking off machine they use to take samples now. I don't want to know anything more about yeah. that. Actually, it's a Chinese. Why is that even a thing? Is what I want to know. Because <laughs> uh, never mind. Just it's uh, really funny too because it's like a flashlight and it kind of like. Uh, it is. They actually showed uh, a video of it. Yeah. And it, but it, but it's it's like a little higher than waist high. It's like a standing thing you dock into. <laughs> you dock into. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know. The kids call it docking these days. Oh. oh. <laughs> That was a lot. Oh, we played that was, a, from, that was in Deadpool too, when he's hugging. Uh, oh well, I feel better now. You yeah. should. <laughs> All right, gentlemen. Well, it happened over the weekend, so what, we've got to talk about it. The Force has awoken. The last oh. of the Jedi has relit the spark for a new generation beyond him, and now it's time for the Skywalker saga to come to a close with the rise of Skywalker. Forty-two years after we first stepped into a galaxy far, far away. And we finally have our first look at the film. Lucasfilm has officially confirmed that the ninth chapter of the Star Wars saga will be subtitled The Rise of Skywalker. Good, because Skywalkers. As well as giving us our first tiny teaser of what we can expect from this culmination of decades of Star Wars storytelling. Featuring an all-star cast that sees the return of Mark Hamill and the dearly missed Carrie Fisher as Luke Skywalker and General Leia Organa. Organa. Organa, excuse me. I did put an eye in there where there is none. Boing, boing. As well as the long-awaited return of Billy D. Williams as Lando Calrissian. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah. Star Wars The Rise of Skywalker will bring an end to the story of the Skywalker family as the last of the Resistance, including Rey, Poe, Finn, and Rose, go into battle for the, to free the galaxy from the tyrannical grip of the First Order and its new supreme leader, Kylo Ren. Directed by The Force Awakens' J.J. Abrams, the film will also include new characters played by Matt Smith of Doctor Who fame, Dominic oh. Moynihan of Lord of the Rings fame, Carrie Russell from The Americans, and more. Star, I hope Matt Smith is playing a villain, because he'd, he'd be a great villain. I don't know. Probably like a German, Plus, he's uh, British, and all the villains are British now. Yeah, it's gotta be, he's going to be like a general. He does a decent American accent. Um, 
It's okay. It was in that last uh, Terminator film. He did the American accent, but <laughs> who knows? But yeah, he could do a, a nice villain with a British accent. <laughs> Star or he could Wars. do a mean villain with a British accent. Oh! Star Wars The Rise of Skywalker hits theaters on December 20th, 2019. What Man, Billy D, I watched the, uh, the, the episode 9 uh, panel. Oh, did you? And Billy D, it, it, it's, it's funny because he's... He's showing his age. He came out with a cane, so yeah. he was, and you know, but he's just sitting there and he's talking. You gotta, you gotta bring it up on YouTube because it's so funny. Because they, as uh, they would come out, they would ask them individual questions, get on to the next uh, actor, and so uh, Colbert's like, so Billy, because uh, Stephen Colbert hosted it, he emceed the panel, and Colbert is like, Billy, did you? Uh, did you uh, how did you find it difficult uh, finding Lando? Did you and getting him back? Was it some and <laughs> Williams is just like Lando never left me. <laughs> the crowds going ape shit, and they bring up Empire Strikes Back, and he's like, you know, I'm getting real tired of explaining. There was no betrayal. You know, is is just like it's like. Darth, you know, he was dealing with Darth Vader. He had to think on his feet. <laughs> and they're like, yeah, but the dinner. And he's like, did anybody die? Did anyone die? No. <laughs> it was great. He was so fucking hilarious. It was, it was just, it was a joy, actually. It was a joy hearing him. So, and then the heart, one of the heartwarming uh, aspects of it was the crowd just going apeshit for Kelly Tran. So... When, Yay, when she cool. was announced, uh, they made sure to just uh, they got they gave her the biggest reception. She got the loudest applause. People were chanting a name, which was really really sweet. So that was very very cool. Yeah, uh, she she went through a lot. Actually, um, all of the females in that new series have gone through so much undeserved hate and grief that. It really make the rest of our our gender look bad. It it it's it's just you know, and it's showing you that it it's not about criticism. Yeah, not me, man. I'm woke. You know, <laughs> and I still feel like it's. I mean, I still feel like for the most part, it's just a really loud minority. It is, but it's, it's hard. Guys. It's hard to to you know fight against fifty plus years of history and. Actually, more than that, in a hundred years of history in the film biz, where you know it's just people are brutal. Producers can be mean spirited. Yeah. Well, it, and it you know it's not just film biz; it's just yeah. well, things anything, in general. Entertainment, yeah, yeah, it's just in general, uh, just the yeah. <clears throat> well, I mean, Jeff, since you're going in this direction, I actually oh. wasn't gonna, I wasn't gonna mention this. I was talking to someone uh, who has the standard asshole uh, opinions about oh, joy. Uh, next gener- uh, next generation. No, that's me. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, that's, isn't that you? Yeah. Uh, about, S- sadly, I know it could be two or three yeah, people I'm thinking of. Yeah, okay. well, no names, but yeah. uh, Last Jedi. And I mentioned Celebration, um, and I mentioned what we were talking about the trailer, and he was like, you notice no Kelly Marie Tran. And it was really funny, too, because he said Kelly Marie Tran. He didn't say no Rose Tico. Right. You know, so it's like zeroing in on the actress. And I was like, 
yeah, well, she was at Celebration, uh, the uh, Episode 9 panel, and he's like, oh, did they boo her when she got on stage? Snicker, snicker. And I was like, actually, no, just the opposite. They gave her the biggest reception. The audience was chanting her name. They really showered her with a lot of love. And all that followed was disgusted silence from the individual. Now I know who it is. And it was just like, uh, you know, I, I don't I I don't know. So that, folks, is why I still continue to mock and oppose this crap because even you know, and it was funny that there was a little surprise that was like, what? She wasn't booed like crazy at Star Wars celebration? That doesn't make any sense. All the fans hate her and No it, It's just like no, no. No. Like I said, it's three guys and 12,000 Russian bots. Yeah, really. I'm, I'm more and more convinced the people that call themselves the true fans or the real fans are not the real fans because yeah. they've no. clearly not understood anything about any of the subtle nuances of the storytelling in Star Wars. Well, one of the, one of the weird things I've encountered... Um, is I, Andy will periodically like walk through the TV room and I'll be watching something on the history of lightsabers. Right. Or talking about some fucking uh, alien or something. I live with uh -huh. a fucking nerd. <laughs> <laughs> and one of the things I discovered is when I would occasionally go back to look at the asshole vids, mm -hmm. one of the chains I discovered is there are a couple of the really good channels for getting deep cuts in legend lore, deep cuts in obscure canon shit are actually coming from these uh, channels. And I think one of this, the part of the sense of entitlement as being a true fan is because these guys can sit here and recite to you like like nutty Trekkies, you they're know. Calling them, they're calling they're feeling like they're the gatekeepers. They feel like they're the true fan. I'm a true fan because I know what book, what character said what about yellow lightsabers, gold lightsabers. And it's just like, um, you know, Jesus, guys, it's that's not, uh, you know. That, that is something that I, I find is really difficult in nerd slash geek culture, because I see that I used to see that at Comic Con all the time too. These these self imposed gatekeepers that you know they don't want people to enjoy something just because they enjoy it. They, it's like you can't be a true fan because you don't know this, this, and this, and you don't know what episode this happened in, and you don't know so and so's right. real name. I used and to it's be like, that way. I used to you know it's like can you be a true fan if you don't know the the code that Kirk used to open up the safe in his in his room to get his medals yeah. out and um, which by the way is a direct reference to SNL's Get a right. Life skit from Shatner. <laughs> but which it, I still mm, love to this day. It, uh, it's, it's friggin' hilarious. I, I thought it was brilliant, but yeah. man, some of the fan response was... Woof! It, it, I think it hit a little too close to home. It mm. probably but did. somebody once pointed out, what the fuck are you doing? We've been... And this is before geeks took over in the last, what, you know, 10, 15 years. Right. We've been working hard for acceptance. We've been working hard trying to tell people geeks are just... We're just somebody who loves something in particular, and and we're trying. We want to show people how cool geek culture is, and then when they start showing interest, we do this shit. Yeah. And I was like, oh fuck, that makes perfect sense, and now I feel stupid. 
So I've tried to go the other way on the whole gatekeeping thing because it's just like, we're shooting ourselves in the foot. This is fucking stupid. Yeah, it's like uh, there was this, the, the one story that sticks with me is this, this woman who took her young child, I think the child was like five or six years old, to a convention where uh, Peter Capaldi was was uh, appearing, and you know this this young this young child's favorite doctor was Peter Capaldi, and she said that her young daughter was confronted by one of these you know toxic you know geeks that. Was like, oh, you can't really be a fan because you don't know the history of Doctor Who and you don't know this and that. And you know, the mother kept trying to defend the kids. Like, hey, look, she's too young to know this stuff. She knows that she likes the show. She knows that Capaldi is her favorite Doctor. Will you just let her have her moment? And I guess this guy just kept going at it, and she finally shoot him off and got him away from his kid. But it's like stories like that are the ones that that drive me crazy because. Yep. You know, I, I, shoot, I remember experiencing that at a Star Trek convention not long ago where some, some young lady, uh, had gone to see, um, oh, uh, McCoy, he plays the new McCoy. Uh, my brain just stopped working. Carl Urban. Carl Urban was appearing at one of the conventions and she was talking to him about how she really loved the, the 09 movie and the subsequent sequels and, because of that, she really got deep into the original series as well, and she said that uh, she's like, she's like, I love you as Doctor McCoy, and I also love D. Kelly as Doctor McCoy, and he was just like, yeah, absolutely. He's like, D. Kelly set the the blueprint for this character, and I hope that my version is kind of a you know a nice homage to his version. I tried not to emulate him, but still try to you know grasp the the soul of the character and i i seem to remember people were like booing there was a small crowd that was booing when she mentioned that she was a fan of the 09 movie up front there and i was just like really you're at a star trek convention and you're booing somebody for liking star trek that's just ridiculous yeah, yeah. but it's not the prime line that's why <laughs> right Right. Thanks for Trek explaining. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Mm. That, that's why they're brilliant. Yeah. <laughs> it's not the prime. It's not the prime line. Yeah, I know. It's it, the Kelvin line. Boo. Uh, it's just, I don't know. You want that? Go watch the Orville. Orville's which, out trekking Trek. Which, by the way, uh, the last few episodes of the Orville have just been outstanding. Yeah, I haven't I, gotten that far yet in the. I really recommend it, even if you're, you know not a fan of star trek definitely check it out it's really well written sci-fi although it does feel like because of the limited number of episodes they have to work with that they're trying to cram a lot of that in um in a tight window of how many episodes a season is it i think they're only getting 15 episodes this season oh that's the last season right because it's like it's it's considered it it's considered a mid-season no they got renewed for the next season they're in well uh oh! Final story I have for us tonight, gentlemen. Oh, you're actually letting us know when it's the final story and it's going to end it. Well, that's because well, we cause actually made it. <laughs> originally, we were going to do the Shazam spoiler talk, but oh, since, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know. since we're going to save that, uh, Netflix promised live action take on the seminal Cowboy Bebop just became that much realer with some big casting announcements. If you were afraid this would be another whitewashing in the vein of Ghost of the Shell or The Last Airbender, don't be. John Cho now headlines as amoral bounty hunter Spike Spiegel. 
Mustafa Shakir plays Honest Cop Jet Black. Daniela Pineda plays fellow bounty hunter Faye Valentine. And Alex Hassel plays villainous hitman Vicious. Even if you haven't seen the anime, this cast's history with projects like Star Trek and Luke Cage should excite you. But come on, watch the anime. How, how much? How much? How how long is the anime? It's uh, like six hundred episode things. No, the original Cowboy Bebop aired for twenty six episodes in nineteen ninety eight. The jazzy tale of morally ambiguous space outlaws captured a lot of American hearts when it aired on Toonami as the quote cool anime, the first on Adult Swim. Netflix's adaptation will bring original creator. Ugh. Go oh, for it! Come on! Come on. Morrow, no fear! No fear, no fear Jeff! You're my Todd Shide, now. Come on! Shinichiro Watanabe. That sounds pretty good. Yeah. Watanabe. I like how you say on that. as Watanabe. a consultant, <laughs> and Thor Ragnarok writer Christopher Yost as executive producer and pilot scriptwriter. He had no trouble with Thor Ragnarok. You notice that? Mm-hmm. Previously, there had been attempts at a live-action Cowboy <laughs> Bebop movie, following the animated movie Knocking on Heaven's Door. And there were rumors about this show as well before Netflix confirmed this project is in the works. No release date has been given. But I like the pedigree behind that. I do too. And I really liked the uh, original anime, so I think this particular crowd will do it justice. But Okay, uh, we have, a, we have access to, to Cowboy Bebop through relatively legal channels, don't we? Yep. Cool. Yeah, we do I mean, actually. Plow through that. Speaking of rel- relatively legal channels, I have to talk to you after we're done, uh, Jeff. Uh oh. Uh oh. Yeah. So. Alrighty then. Yeah. But well, you, you left me hanging. Okay. Well, yeah. I'll yeah. be here. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> we we don't care about you, Matt. Have we yeah, not established really. this? Well, over no. The, I over said relatively years? legal, Matt. Relatively. So, yeah. <laughs> not 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 completely illegal. Yeah. <laughs> Get a little ding on the 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 yeah. Cox report. I heard about your Mexican train at you. Mexican train <laughs> at you. <laughs> it just sounds awful. It's a game. I know. I played it. Played it down in Miami. That's of course actually, you did, because it's a domino game. But exactly. Yeah. No, it's, that's why we play in Miami to like two or three in the morning because you get out of work at midnight or one. But yeah. Oh. I, and you didn't just buy that. You guys have had that, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. See, I thought so. <laughs> well, what's your Mexican train issue? <laughs> uh, write to us at comments at uglycouchshow.com. Donde la caboose. <laughs> Donde esta. Oh, yes, yeah, shit. And until next week, I am 80s Jeff. I am Commander K. Campra Bidder de Eche, Andre. How do I even follow that up? You, <laughs> why do you do Say that? Leaf, Say Max. it in your native tongue. You do? Yeah. And maple we'll talk Max. to you next week in Geek. <laughs> How did your Maple Leafs do in the playoffs so far, Matt? Uh, oh. They're up 2 1. They won tonight. Nice. So two oh. games to one. Oh. Fuck Boston. All you guys in Bo- the, the, the Shock Monkeys in Boston, fuck you. I hate everything wow. in Boston. That's, okay. that's he does. You I hate think. everything in Boston too. Come on. Uh, I don't like the fans Boston, Boston. sports scene. Come Boston on. Boston you know. fans can be rather toxic. The, yes. yes, they are. Yeah. You well, are, you I are mean, very, fuck you, Andy. I lived in your Boston goddamn for a Boston years, native. My brother roots. still lives there. Yeah. yeah. Well, fuck your brother. Uh, Whoa. Wow. Okay. That would be weird. Was, wow. Yeah. Was, uh, incest and not gonna happen. Uh, okay. Uh, Although he is prettier than me. Well. <laughs> That's not saying a whole lot, Andy. Wow! He went there. Ow. Holy shit! Shit! Throw spit in the fire. Damn! 
drunk with power because you got the fucking thing in front of you. Boy, boy, he does have the, the thing power. in front of him. We've all heard about the thing in front of him. I, I meant the, the recording device. I have two giant things in front of me right now. <laughs> oh, my God. Look at that. He went there. Wow. 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 My goodness. Woo. But yes. tripod. But yes, those Boston sports fans, they yes. don't know how good they've had it. Okay. Yeah, true. Yes, losing for 100 years. Yes, we had a great. <laughs> oh, bullshit. Bullshit. Last 15 years, you go across the three ma- four major sports, they they have a champion like Boston is the best damn man. Boston. Boston. Uh, Boston boy. Whatever. Well, I can't wait till Todd hears this because this will probably be the last time I'll be allowed to run the show. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. I'm like, so Jeff, I have some notes. Oh shit. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, no, no, that's running it next time. Never do. No. <laughs> oh, uh, you know what? I we should all that would ever happen. We should all have a chance to run the there show. You, you know what? Oh, yeah. You know what? Monkeys, send it out there. I think we should all have a chance to run the show. Andy's will never be heard because you'll spill on the control panel. That's true. We would have to put some kind of waterproofing on the uh, on the controls. Well, never mind the fact that all those buttons that would get pushed. And- oh, there'd be so many buttons to play with. Oh, let me play with the buttons. I want to do it. Get all the fart noises and canned laughter. And oh, no. The soundboard. The Biggs effect. The Biggs effect. <laughs> and this story in the news, blah, 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 blah. Ha, 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 All right. This story, we lost a few people. Laugh track. Ha, 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 ha. Yeah, really. Going. That's Man. why I intentionally didn't put the uh, the recent deaths in there because mm. I didn't know what was going to happen. This is the first time Andy's been back in a month. So, <laughs> wow, another one. Well, just Andy's really. So you're just going to ignore the deaths of Sarge Blotto? God damn you! Who? Sarge Blotto. Yeah, the yeah, lead singer of Blotto. Oh, that explains it. Oh, that that tells me everything I need to know. It's a great band, man. They play some cool music. I want to be a lifeguard. Goodbye, oh, Mr. Bond. Oh my God! Just bring yeah, it all huge, back now. They weren't huge, but yeah, uh, I want to be a lifeguard, man. Where was I when I was that? Oh. Hmm. Lifeguard school. Well, we're, be a lifeguard. we're we're in at the beach. Oh. Well, on that. Note. <laughs>